0: Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to give out hot gaming coverage for free.
1: That's right, Bruce. We got all the hottest clickbaits on the internet, like Battlefield 2042 sucks, Starfield will be terrible, and Cyberpunk 2077 was bad. Hell, we're so dedicated to giving you value for your YouTube view that we even offer the ultra rare Cyberpunk 2077 was good, actually. For every hot take a season, which is why we've saved the hottest take of all
0: for this global heat wave, which is happening right now. Uh, Try this one on for size. Games are too cheap. Uh, What the fuck? That is a last dab intensity. Maybe we got to reel that one in. And based on the hundreds of millions of dollars games companies are raking in, we'd be hard pressed to say that games are too cheap. Uh, They are, however, cheaper than they've ever been when adjusted for inflation. And that's even accounting for the new $70
1: standard for current gen games. And how can that be when games just went up in price? Also, how can games be cheaper than ever we have all these evil and greedy games companies out there making more money than they ever have. Oh, well, we got us a paradox,
0: one that I think is a bit too complicated for this pair of dorks Lawrence and I to explain. So we got to bring in our Inside game staff financial analyst, Charlotte. Charlotte, what are the figures telling you?
2: Mm, they're telling me that my used copy of Anthem may not have appreciated in value like I'd hoped it would. Yeah, inflation, they'll get you. Inflation will get you. It sure will. Had to sell the nice webcam. The exchange rate on BioWare Magic is just awful these days, but it is a buyer's market for games according to data collected by TechRaptor's Robert Grosso, then collated and visualized by Sam naji for GamesIndustry.biz. By tracking the standard costs of game console software through the years and adjusting for 2022, to inflation, the data shows that even at $70, games are cheaper now than they've ever been. That sounds like good news and is maybe the only way in which inflation is a bro. US inflation is currently at 9% compared to the more usual average of around 3%. This effectively makes goods that stay the same price cheaper since the money used to buy them is worth less. To us, this tees up two questions. First, why doesn't it feel like games are as cheap as the data says they are? And second, does this mean game publishers might try to raise prices again? Mm, I don't know. Well, when it comes to why games might feel
1: more expensive these days, Sam Naji reminds us that our brains are pretty much made out of pudding and that money isn't real. Uh, or, or I guess to put it more academically, uh, the value judgments that we make are all relative. We only perceive value by comparing it to something else that we've decided the value of, so a game is good if it offers more content or a better experience than a game we've already played. Wow, we are getting philosophical in this
0: episode. Uh, That is why game price increases so often come along with new generations of console hardware. We compare the product we're getting with the products in the past, and usually the new games are improved enough over the old ones that the price increase is mentally justified. Yeah,
1: which... Might be why $70 feels a little steep. That that $10 tax, the upgrade tax there, doesn't feel like it's really earned since games that are this generation don't look $10
2: better than games
1: that came out three
2: years ago. Yeah, and there's also, um, inflation. Again, totally not being a bro this time. Oh, inflation! Come on! Dude, that is so not sick. Inflation makes the same amount of money worth less, which is great when it's the fixed cost of a video game, but not great when it's your paycheck not only do you effectively take home less value from your work but everything in the world costs more too so when inflation rolls through people also generally have less disposable income than before which can make a price increase feel disproportionately worse when you have less spending money to spread around in the first place
0: excellent explanation charlotte and lawrence who wrote it that's uh fantastic Um, Speaking of spreading it around, how likely is it that games publishers will pass the cost
1: of inflation back to the customer and raise prices? It's fun to think about in terms of the sticker, but the real answer is they already did and have been for like the last 10 years. What? Yeah, they, they snuck it through, but extended monetization, season passes, DLC, all that stuff. It's really just a way of extracting more revenue from a premium game or at least raising the cap on the amount of money you can extract out of it. But outside of that, there really isn't that much precedent of game prices shifting away from their standard once it's set in a generation. Yeah, it could be changing,
0: though, because we've seen this a lot recently. Uh, And here's a terrible example, or I guess a good example of it. Oculus raised the price of the Quest 2 VR headset by $100 without a hardware revision or any other occasion, aside from their parent company, Meta, hemorrhaging money on the Metaverse, which they're just not they're not adding anything they're just
1: saying it's $100 more yeah because we need money it's another reason to hate the metaverse i guess but apart
2: from that Prices tend to stay really solid. Which is good because games companies aren't hurting. Uh, EA just reported $441 million in operating income in their most recent financial quarter. Activision $388 million. Ubisoft closed $318 eighteen million euro in sales. These game companies aren't Oliver twisting it, begging you with bowl in hand to please be okay with an $80 MSRP. Please, sir. I want some more. Yeah, but at the same time, it's clear that traditional
1: premium games have become a much smaller part of most publishers' businesses. EA even breaks it down now. Not everyone does this. Uh, they list full game sales as earning $2 billion. In the 12 months ending June 30th, while live service games pulled in $5.2 billion. Ooh, more than double. Uh, $2 billion is
0: a lot of money. I mean, it five billions $5 billion is more. Uh, it seems like publishers are okay pocketing that money at the market's current price point and not rocking the boat beyond the usual generational price increases.
2: Yeah, you can still eat pretty good on $2 billion it turns out. <laughs> Maybe not the finest caviar every night. Uh, as part of their most recent financial results, EA CEO Andrew Wilson waxed philosophic about the value of single-play player games by praising their ability to tell incredible stories and build tremendous online communities. Wilson concludes that single player games are a really, really important part of the overall portfolio that we deliver. EA CFO Chris Su then reminded everyone that live service constituted 70% of their business. So
1: I guess the EA testbed is to use single player to then launch some kind of other format of game that makes a lot of money. Your Titanfall to Apex Legends pipeline, but hey, as long as they make that single-player game first, that's fine. That's all I really care about. Yeah, there's really no
0: topping Mom's credit card here. Uh, more good news though: Capcom posted good results, posting 273 million in operating income from the sales of
1: more traditional
0: titles like Resident Evil
1: Village and Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, so they still make money, and pub some publishers have seemed to accept that that's fine and they're okay with making that amount of money, so that's good news, too! It just probably won't, like, like we keep saying, I think, kind of a common refrain, there's a certain type of game that may not be the most popular, or get the most marketing money, or even the most features, or most developers, but it'll still get made. It'll just get made in accordance with the amount of money it can pull in, so. But time will tell, in the end. It uh, looks to us like most publishers will be happy with seventy dollars MSRP for a few years to come, especially since the ones that really want that cash can always put in additional monetization. But here's the question for you and uh, and Charlotte and Bruce: What do you guys think? Uh, do y'all think that game prices will will go up beyond seventy dollars, or will that that kind of like will that barrier be maintained for now?
2: I, it, I think it will, but not anytime soon. I mean, we we just kind of crossed over into that, so I think. They kind of have to either bite the bullet or just continue to lean into those, you know, games as a service, games as a service monetization, you know, sort of uh, a strategy, right?
0: I agree. Uh, I also think that inflation is probably going to go down, hopefully, in the next you know, six months or so. Groceries are so expensive. Everything is so expensive. So please, uh, uh, economy, go down. Um, but and ideally. If, if, if inflation stays up for, like, longer than a year, well, we're all fucked. But also, uh, games could then go up. I, I, I do see them going up. But ideally, uh, we sort of, you know, soft landing here and uh, games should stay pretty rock solid. In my opinion, I'm actually pretty grateful to the games industry for not raising prices uh, as much as they could, which I appreciate that. Um, that's actually one thing now. I know it sounds ridiculous, but... It totally is true. They are not raising prices as much as they are, as much as lots of other places are. Um, so I appreciate that.
1: They could goddamn them, and I hope they don't because I like that things make money. And sure, they could make more, but do they? Do they need to? If you can pay everyone's bills and. Get a quality product out the door. Isn't that what life's all about? I don't know. It's not. It never is. But it's nice to think that some companies are willing to operate that way. Uh, what you gonna do? Hey,
0: these patrons are secretly responsible for making games really cheap. That's awesome. Sean McLaughlin,
1: Charles Gard, Matt, and Joshua Smith. Bruce, your patrons are fighting the nefarious attempts of my patrons. who are trying to make games more expensive for some reason. I don't know why y'all would do that. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. Pit Strip, Stephen Winston, Samuel Fisher, and Lovelace, gosh... You're just trying to make trying to make games a champagne habit, huh? I'm sure it's for a good reason. It must be. It truly must. In the end, trying to throw all the poor people off the of Xbox Live, so you don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Is that it?